come. Walk down the winding path. Don't mind the spooks and monsters. They stay hidden within the trees. There are mysteries in this world that you need to know, and paranormal truths that need to be told. Come, step up into the caravan while we share tales of old, as well as new accounts about things you thought only existed in your nightmares. Thank you for stopping by the Caravan of Lore. Please take a moment to review our presentation and rate us on your favorite listening platform. And remember, you can be an integral part of the show by becoming our patron. If you have had an experience or peculiar event happen to you, please feel free to share. Just visit us for the information just mentioned at caravanoflore.com. Tonight we are joined by Lynn and Victoria as we discuss bipedal cryptids to things they may be behind the veil. Join us now, won't you? Think of the, uh... What have I done? <laughs> Speaking of Bigfoot, <laughs> how do they go? How do they go in the forest? They just go. Uh-huh. They go on themselves, probably, on each other. They just go. Yeah, they're just walking along. They don't even think twice about it. They go hop in a river when they're done. <laughs> Well, that might explain some of the stench people talk about when you <laughs> This is true. Mm-hmm. This is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Ferment some berries. Sulfur is what people say. Yeah, smell sulfur, like skunk, stink. Smells like yeah, I don't know. I've never smelled one. Yeah, that's true. I've never smelled a Sasquatch, so how would I know? I have no idea. <laughs> I hope I never see one. I hope I never, ever, ever. Like I said, things that happen usually happen to everybody but me that are like that. So I'm interested in the subject, but I just don't want to experience it. Did you ever hear the one where I was in the tent and I heard the something? Tent. Was yeah, it on one of the podcasts? Was... I probably have. But you'll, you'll probably have to refresh my memory. Yeah, no, I was in the tent. The I was with my two youngest in the tent. Ooh. And at, at the time... My oldest and her father were away from the tent. And so I'm sitting there, and I I hear these really loud footsteps, and just one after the other. And at first I thought, well, maybe it's men's work boots, so maybe the girl's dad had come back. But I didn't hear him talking to my oldest child, and I'm just like, and then they kept getting closer, and they were coming from the opposite direction from the forest, not from, you know, the path and the the truck and all that stuff. I just started to feel terrified. And it was so close that I'm like, I'm about to see whatever this is. And the, and because the, the tent door was open. So the only thing that I could think to do was lunge forward and zip the tent. Because <laughs> I just didn't want to see oh. it. And I was terrified. And, you know, because I had no weapon. Yeah, I had nothing. 
And so, but the thing was, did it smell? No, there was absolutely no smell, and the sound stopped. Just, just not too far away from the tent. No more sound. It never left. It never left. I was up for hours after that. There was no oh walking God. away sound, and there should have been. This thing was heavy. The ground is kind of like. It was hollow, kind of, because of the way that the branches of the trees, or the um, roots of the trees were. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you should have heard it leave. And there was just nothing. And I was just, like, terrified, you know? You just sit there and you're just, like, like, because I didn't see anything, I can try to pretend, like, oh, I was just hearing things, I'm just crazy, but... Then at the same time, there's the feelings that you have that you're like, no, mm. I know that it was there. I know that there was something. Mm-hmm. Because then later mm-hmm. on, it was like, what, Vance, last summer? Or was it the summer before when I went camping? What, are you and... talking about the mimic? Yeah. A mimic? Uh, yeah. I think what that was mimic? last year. Last well, summer. we were camping a couple miles away from this original spot. Now these camp trips were several years apart. The girl's dad was like, he had said, Jennifer, Jennifer, you know, just like hollering, trying to get my attention. And I, I hadn't been paying attention. And so I didn't hear him the first two times. Mm-hmm. So then he was like, Jen. And so I'm like, what? And, and so I go and tend to the kids and see what he needs and all this stuff. Well, then later on, him and the kids are down at the river, and I'm back up at the camp spot. And I hear his voice. And I hear, I'm like, well, did he really call for me or maybe not? And then he calls a second time, and I'm like, maybe I could pretend that I didn't hear it. <laughs> you know, because I didn't really, I was reading that I didn't want to get up at the time. And so, but then finally at the end, it was, you know, again, Jen. And so I'm like, and I get up and I go down there and my oldest is walking up towards the campsite. And I'm like, what's your daddy hollering for? What do you, what does he need? And she looks at me and she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, and I look at her and I'm like, come on. He was just yelling for me. And she said, no, he wasn't. And I'm like, oh. are you kidding me right now? And so I go down, she goes, yeah, we'll ask. And so I go down and I'm like, were you hollering for me? And he's like, no. And the other two girls are looking at me like I'm nuts. And I'm I'm just like, are you kidding me? Oh, that is just, that is, that's frightening because that's like luring you out, luring you towards it. That's playing with you, testing you. That's psychological. That's crazy. Have you heard any of until Vance? I didn't know about the mimic or that this was actually a thing that they did until I told Vance what happened when I came home. And Vance, you confirmed it? Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if have you listened recently to Clint Granberry's conversation, Devil's Creek, and the audio recordings he has where is this what show is this? This is, he was on. This, okay, talk. 
Okay, oh, talk. Okay. I and haven't then... listened to it. No, I, I've got so many podcasts okay. that I listen to. I haven't. No, 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 that's fine. I'm just saying this is out of mm-hmm. Devil's Creek, which is up in Washington State. The couple that lived there, they no longer live there. They moved because of all the activity. They they had recorders that they kept out on the pole, and it would record no, all night long. Well, okay, and with the dogs being called, because you know you let the dogs yeah. out, you call the dogs back into the house again, and yeah. on the recording, you hear you know, so? the dogs' names being called out back from the fort. If that's not a pack oh up your bags gosh. and get out, it's so crazy. You know, yeah. um, I came across. How I came across all of you guys, of course, I was. It all started with the whole David Politis thing. But anyway, um, I had come across this author, um, and she, she's an author of her books. She's not a writer, so mm-hmm. I understand that she's not, you know, educated and everything. She put herself out there to try to share her experiences. This is uh, Christine Della Parker, and I don't know. I, I noticed that she's not being interviewed anymore. Maybe maybe she doesn't want to be. She was ridiculed really, really bad. Um, I, I, I just don't think she's lying. People were calling her crazy. They were saying all kinds of stuff. On some of her recordings, I you could hear what sounded like a mimic because apparently it's the woods that she lived next to was next to a park, and you would hear mm-hmm. it call Mommy at night in the forest oh, and it geez. didn't sound like a child, but it sounded like a child. It's nuts. Right. And, and, um, I, I felt really terrible for her. I reached out to her and just, she, she became really obsessed with the whole thing. I don't know if she's still in the house, but her story is really bizarre. What she experienced with the Bigfoot that she had in her, in, in her forest. It's crazy. Oh, and I don't know where she is. Oh, I don't know where she experienced it. I, I I figured it was either North Carolina, South Carolina, or it was um, uh, not Alabama, but one one of those states. I didn't I didn't know which one, but but um, I would wow. like I would, if I could get a hold of it or send you guys the link to listen to it. It's crazy. crazy. Yeah, no, that's oh, amazing. I mean, it just yeah. Well, and the crazy thing is too. I remember when I was listening to some of those early episodes about Devil's Creek when they first went out there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, it almost felt like it wasn't just a Sasquatch. There felt like there was something else. I don't know if you want to mm-hmm. say, like, Wendigo-y skinwalker thing, but mm-hmm. there almost seemed like there was, like, like something <laughs> else. I don't know. I'd have to go back and really listen, but... Because I can't remember what specifically made me feel that way, but it just, you know. And I don't know how much of that stuff really exists here in Oregon and Washington, you know. Mm-hmm. You know I would say a know, fair amount, though, because mm-hmm. of different things that we've heard. I know have come right. from the surrounding area, at the very least. Over by you, I would think that there would be more of that kind of stuff. You'd think so, but, you know, I really haven't heard of anything directly here. It's usually um, a little further north towards Washington or in Washington proper um, or a little further away. I live in a less 
densely populated area. And so all the experiences that people from this area typically have are in the woods a little further away because that's where they go for their camping and their hunting. We should see if there aren't any, um, you're not far from like the reservations and if there's any lore and legend. Yeah, no, there's one right over here. In regards to the, yeah, we should, uh, we should check that out because I don't know, for some reason, just off the top of my head, I kind of was thinking, well, those types of beings aren't, they're not bound to forests and stuff. They can be in the streets. And what if that, I don't know, drunk guy thing was an illusion for one of those beings, that that's how we perceived it, but it was actually something else. Yeah, because I think a lot of things, not just beings like that, but other things appear in a way that your mind has to rationalize. Right. And so sometimes your perception will, it'll appear as this or that because that's something that your mind can wrap around. Or they know that. And they do whatever they want to you because they're going to want you to see how they want you to see them. Right. Yeah, exactly. Either which way it goes, it's a similar concept. You know, whether they're actively aware of it and are choosing something that will coincide with that or, mm-hmm. you know, because there are plenty of things that happen to people out there that they can't rationalize. And you can hear that mm-hmm. they can't rationalize it when they explain it. So mm-hmm. it's very likely that, you know, in order to, I guess you could say, get to <clears throat> us, different mm-hmm. beings will appear in ways that our mind can rationalize. Yeah, I know. Okay, well, that's it. I'm on a real estate (laughs) site right now. I'm buying a bunker underground. I'm just going to live in my bunker. I mean, think of it. If you're going to, you know, bother somebody, if you're going to pester or haunt or whatever you want to do to somebody, if you go overboard, that person or creature is just going to crash. But if you kind of needle it, you can go for the maximum effect. Feeding off their fear. and Exactly. Because if, mm-hmm. if it's something that feeds off of fear, if mm-hmm. you just make that victim crash, mm-hmm. there's no fear mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you've passed that. Yeah. But you want to keep it is in that fear zone. So you can't go overboard. Right. So if that's what that particular (laughs) creature is feeding off of, you know, it's like catching fish. Right. You know. It wasn't until... You choose your bait to catch what you want. Right. Very true. What kind of bait you use, you're using to attract whatever kind of fish. You know, Mm -hmm. I first heard of, yeah, it feeds off your fear. It feeds off your fear. Um, it seemed like a really silly concept because you didn't die. I didn't personally dive into the thought process behind it until you'd lay in bed thinking about it going, you know, fear is actually, it's an emotional and it gives off an energy. And we do know that mm-hmm. there are energy vampires that do just thrive on that oh, yeah. vibration. 
And when you're creating that much fear in somebody, it's just like going to a buffet for something that feeds on that. Mm. It's crazy because I started watching that paranormal survivor on Netflix and throughout the whole, you should, through the whole thing, they just kept coming back to the fact that, um, that stuff will begin to happen slowly to make you kind of wonder. And then, you know, the, the spirits or the whatever are letting themselves be known to you by, you know, and the, and the fact that the more fear that you have, the more energy they have to move like bigger objects or create more bigger scares, you know. And then um, when you go in and you do a cleansing or a blessing or you face it in some way, because one of the things they said was not to leave your house. That's giving it over to it. And then who's to right. say that it won't necessarily follow you either? And so... And I've heard of overguy stories with that. Mm-hmm. Right. No, so so to me, it's like, okay, well, then every, it's all on your mind, what you create, what you send out, and that you have I, power I did. to... I did experience that um, briefly. Um, I try to do a little bit of research and history on the land that I live on, um, which was early on Timaqua Indians, the Seminole were further south, or excuse me, farther south. Mm -hmm. And the um, land here was taken over by the English and then the French and then the Spanish and then back to the English and there was a lot of war here, and um, uh, my home sits very close to water where there was uh, there were lots of plantations and indigo plants that were grown out here. So I had discovered that I actually live off the island. I live on the cusp of the island. Everything I do is on the island. It's actually Fleming Island. My best friend lives on the island, and where her house is built, she's got woods all over the place. And she would have been, mm-hmm. it would have been swamp land or water at the time. So mm-hmm. we're talking hundreds of years ago. So any, anyhow, I, my house was brand new built in 2005 when I got it. I'm, of course, still in it. Everything's still original. I'm trying to keep it up, which is a lot. But anyway. Mm-hmm. So when I first moved in my house and I live in a really nice area. So it was crazy that I was even burglarized, which was nuts. Um, at the time my mm-hmm. street was completely pitch black and I was the only person living in the new house in this area at the time. Thank God I was burglarized oh. when I was gone, when I was gone and my son was yeah, gone right. at the time he was a baby. So right. yeah. Um, but anyhow, um, I, I don't know if that had anything to do with the paranormal that was going on in this house. But I used to sit down because, you know, you, I got a brand new house, new furniture. I'm relaxing. And I used to just light candles and drink wine and watch my favorite shows. And I used to watch the psychic show with Derek Acora out of England. And he used to try to communicate with the dead. And I swear... Something had to come through or something. I don't know what, because suddenly mm-hmm. I started getting problems in my house. Paintings were falling right. off the walls. My TV was turning off and on. And because I had been burglarized, I had a friend of mine who um, got me a case 
wait, got me two bottles of wine every month for a year. To help <laughs> ease the oh, wow. that I was having. This is how it all started. So well, now we know what happened. <laughs> yeah, <it's good. laughs> wow. And so I, I and, and it was a really nice gift. He chose all the bottles, and he got them from all over the world. And I, I still have the bottles. Like I kept them. I collect them. They decorate my kitchen. Well, I was frightened, and I didn't want to say anything to my son. And at the time, he was in elementary school, and he's in the front half of the house. That's all his half of the house, and my half of the house is all the way in the back. So I had um, – I didn't want him – by himself because I knew something was in the house. So I had him in the bed with me and I had my cat who is still with us, little Darius. He's 16 years old. Anyhow, um, yeah, he's painting my tush right now. So um, I'm laying here and all of a sudden I hear what sounds like something had picked up two wine bottles and started banging them together. Mm-hmm. I was so frightened and my son said mom why did you gasp in my ear and I said I didn't gasp in your ear and he said yes you did and I didn't want to argue with him because I knew at that point there was something in my house so I called my sister um, and we come from as you guys know um, Christian Christian family. I called her up. I said, I think I got a demon in my house. I don't know what's going on. I don't want to come home. Zachary was having to walk home from elementary school by himself. He was in the house by himself. I didn't know what was happening. It was just too crazy. Anyway, we blessed the home and I've never had a problem since. But that was my experience. And I hope that I never, ever have to encounter anything like that again because it was an experience yeah. and it wasn't nearly as terrible as it could have been or it has for other people, but mm-hmm. um, I can see how it was getting worse and I could see how in, in reference to the fear because I was very scared. Right. Oh, um, yeah. Well, I, I don't know exactly how things come through. I mean, I know that if I mm-hmm. watch too much, of the paranormal scary stuff or if I listen to too many podcasts, it it seems like it does kind of create some type of maybe portal or something, either that or it's, it acts as a magnet for anything that could be nearby. Mm -hmm. So I think it's more like a magnet to be honest. I think so. That's just kind of my feeling of it, that it's kind of like sending out a beacon. Mm. Right. You know, oh, hey, this door is open. Kind of like putting a um, open for business sign in the window of a shop. Right. Mm-hmm. Then people walk by and see it, and they're like, hey, I'll stop. Yeah, and, 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 now, I, thought, that and I thought maybe the candles were a kind of an outlet to let it really come in wherever it was coming from. Because they would seance yeah. mm-hmm. on this show. And I would try to mute it. And sometimes, oh. you know, I get up, go to the bathroom, and they're seancing when I come out. And I'm like, oh, my God, I let it come through or whatever. I, I figured you know, that's what that's happened. amazing because there are certain things, like if they are playing, if they're doing the seance or if they're playing the EVP or if they're, like, if there's something real-ish going on, I will mute it. I didn't know anybody else muted it. <laughs> I thought, you know, oh, yeah. maybe that was just a weird quirk of mine. <laughs> no, 
I don't want to hear that stuff. <laughs> so. I do want to elaborate on what I was saying as far as in the uh, open yes. invitation. What I was going to add in is whatever mode of transportation, so to speak, that these spirits, beings, whatever they are, come through could very well be portal-like as well. So I don't think the two ideas uh, that you mentioned, sis, are necessarily exclusive to each other. Right. Mm-hmm. That they can work in conjunction. Because I don't think that our sense of time and space is the same to some of the things right. that we are talking about. Uh, right. Because we're linear? Is that so, what you mean? We think in linear? Yeah, kind of linear um, and maybe interdimensional type things because, and Jennifer can attest to the house that I lived in that, in fact, uh, we were talking about with the um, intoxicated intoxicated time slipper did, that Mm -hmm. same house, there were a lot of weird things that happened. And there were a couple of spots that felt like they may have been portal-like. Yeah, and how did that feel? That, how, what what kind of feeling was that portal like? Do you feel like it was like something you just knew, or was it something you yeah. felt? Or did you get goosebumps? It's like it, it's more kind of like an internal knowledge. I see. Kind of like like a revelation, like you just know. Yeah, like it's, it's really hard okay. to explain. It's different for me when I talk about. The things that I see, and I'm going to put see in quotations there, I don't Mm -hmm. see them apparently the same way others do. Kind of imagine drawing one one drawing on a regular piece of paper and then one drawing on a piece of tracing paper. And then if you put those layers over over each other, it kind of creates, you know, that dual image where it kind of overlaps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I see. That's the... Some of these things that I've experienced or quote-unquote saw has been kind of like putting that tracing paper. So, like, my eyeballs see just plain what anybody would see, but then there's that Mm -hmm. extra layer that when Mm -hmm. I go back and think about it, um, my mind then puts it together retroactively, even though my mind has seen it. It's it's really hard Mm. to explain without sounding crazy. (laughs) It really is. No, you don't sound crazy at all. Um, I understand it, although, well, I can comprehend it, but I couldn't understand it by experience because I've never experienced it. Right. And see, when I talk to people and they say, oh, I've seen this, oh, I've seen that, I've never had anyone uh, explain it the same way. Because I've asked, Mm. how did you see this? How did you experience it? And nobody has had that same explanation. So the, no, I like the I way have. you put that. Yeah, it's a yeah. good analogy and how you put that. It, it, it's a question I have. It's been worked guys. on over. I, I'm. I wonder. Do you guys feel whatever veil has been? Do you guys feel that it's thinning, or that? I mean, it just seems mm-hmm. like. Suddenly, it's okay to talk about these things. Suddenly, it's okay to have a bunch of podcasts about it and people that are normal are calling in with extraordinary 
things that they, you know, have seen or experienced. This one guy, one of Shannon's recent episodes that she had just put up, I, I don't know. If oh, good Lord. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, won't, I won't give you the spoiler, but I will tell you, you just hear it in someone's voice. You know they're telling the truth. Yep. Right. You just know they're telling the truth. And I am no, so this glad. happened to him years ago, and he had such a hard time trying to get through that Can story that he kept apologizing because he was on the verge of tears and, oh, and fear. God. And you can oh, hear wow. it in his voice. I am and, so glad that he came forward, if anything, for himself. I mean, yeah. can you imagine dealing with that your whole life? I right. can't. No. I can't. I and. You know, he, and from what he said, you know, he said, oh, look, I'm being completely honest. I thought I was losing my mind. I thought I was nuts until I heard somebody else share a story very similar I experienced. And that immediately lifted this monkey off his back. You know, no pun intended, but, you yeah. know, yeah. It, it, I don't know. Lynn or Jen, have you heard that story? I have not. I, I, I'll, I'll give you a quick synopsis of what he saw. Okay, so the witness's name was Mike, and they he was visiting his aunt and grandmother out in the country. The location, we didn't know where the location was, uh, but it was out in the country. And they were playing tag. They didn't refer to it as tag. They referred to it as a different game, <clears throat> which I don't recall offhand. But... Uh, in essence, it was tag. And him and his cousin were hiding together, and he felt like he was being watched. And one of the other, either friend or relative, who was a girl, she was running away from the person that was it, so to speak. And she ran into a car. Now, mind you, this is at night, and she hurt herself really bad. So that kind of distracted the entire, uh, the entire game itself. So... As they went to attend to her, uh, Mike, who was our witness, and his cousin, Chris, who I believe was the age of 17 at the time, uh, were walking back towards the street. And long story short, uh, Chris, the cousin, the 17-year-old cousin, was standing next to a thorn bush. And Mike, who was our witness or or one that's giving the story was standing about what he said about eight feet in front of him uh casually talking briefly and the bush started to open as a vortex and out of it came a shadow looking dogman type of figure uh from the torso up and it reached out and it grabbed Chris around the waist and around the mouth and sucked him into this vortex within a blink of an eye. And he was completely freaked out. And so he had, he didn't know what to do. He was calling and, you know, he ended up going back home, couldn't sleep at all that night. And the next morning, he went over to his aunt's house where Chris was staying and he, he he actually you know waited till daylight went to the bush didn't see a trace of Chris anywhere in the bush went to the aunt's house um asking about Chris yeah he's out back and 
you know, Mike was a little taken back by all of this, and he confronted Chris in the kitchen, I believe, along with the other cousins that were there also. And he's like, hey, man, what happened to you last night? You know, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And as Chris passed Mike, now Mike is standing behind Chris as they are walking out the door, Chris turned around and gave Mike that sinister grin. He said, that was it. That was it. He lost it from that point on. He And ever since that moment, he's had this bizarre illness that doctors cannot figure out exactly what it is because the, sometimes the cousin, he's confined right? to a wheelchair and other times oh he's God. not. But he's has this debilitating disease that the doctors cannot put their finger on as to what this disease is. Oh, my gosh. That is Sign me the off. craziest story I've ever heard. Wow. I oh, heard that. Yeah. I heard that. It was nuts. You yeah. know, I'm going to have to look that I'll up because that's that. crazy. Yeah, maybe we can listen it's to the it. Later, but... okay. It's the last we'll, we'll episode. It's the last ITF episode up. Yeah. Well, um, I think it's called Zoo Planet. Okay. Yeah, Zoo Planet. Well, that is, that's the one. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, you know, in regards to what you were saying, sister, for me, um, and, I'll, and I'll try to catch back up to this, that when I see things, it's like I, I my body physically feels it. It's like there's this weird sensation in my sternum, and then mm. I see whatever in my mind's eye. And yeah. there's also this feeling magnetically it's like it's like your hands become a magnet and you can feel this heavy energy in the palms of your hands. And so when I see things it's it's on multiple ways, you know, feeling it and, and seeing it kind of a thing. And so that's how I've experienced a lot of the things that we've experienced. And I have taken pictures of areas that felt like that. And I've actually had stuff show up, physically show up in the picture, which I delete because I feel like it's a direct door and I don't want to keep mm. that. Um, right. Because I had taken a picture in her house and something did show up on her stairs. Clear as day. Oh, yeah. It was a man. It was like oh, a yeah. soldier man with the skull face, and it was just a really traumatic thing for me. And, well, I needed to see. Here's the thing. And, I mm-hmm. actually had tried to keep those pictures. You did? They disappeared. I tried to keep them. I had them even backed up. They disappeared off my computer. Are you my backup disappeared. Yes. No trace. I, told I you had no to. idea what happened to them. <laughs> I told you. Yeah, right. Yes. Thanks. Thanks. Wow. I, I only... Now I find out a million years later. <laughs> yeah. I I tried to uh, keep them because remember I was in that little greenhouse? Yeah. Around the yeah. corner from the same house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right. And I had held on to those pictures and they just up oh. and disappeared one yeah. time, one day. Good. It was one of those times, like, where you stop, you, you're not looking at them, 
And then right. you think about it and you go back to try and find it and then all the files are gone. Everything, the physical right. copy of, I didn't print them out, but I had uh, had them on a disc as a backup. That right. disc disappeared. Wow. That's amazing. No, yeah. I didn't I didn't. And know it's that not even all. something that I talked about. I never, no, I talked right. about. Oh, well, um, I was very adamant and I don't think you ever told me because of what I, I think I probably would have gotten mad. Be honest, if I would have found out that you got yeah, them. it's yeah, you probably would have, but they disappear. They they just poof. Wow, well, something was so, probably looking out for you. See, if that's the case, maybe quite possibly. It yeah, and know. yeah, it, no, because it was it was yucky, and I and it, because it physically moved stuff. You, you know, it, it threw stuff off these shelves. I mean, I think it was that that threw the stuff off the yeah. shelves. But what, you know, getting sped up to this last episode that you guys were talking about with ITF, you know, I've I've heard a lot. I have felt things. Like, I felt a hand on me. I've seen stuff mm-hmm. in, my, in my third eye type of a thing. But I don't know, guys, was it like... It's probably what been a month now, and and I and I can't I I can't go into it. But no. one night, I mean, all I'll say is this: I was standing out on my patio, thinking of different things. You know, I'm sitting there looking at the stars, going, "Man, it would be so cool if the light pollution was lower, because you could see mm, so many stars." That too. Yeah, and I was thinking, "Oh man, I wonder how we could do like an Earth Hour." And and if I could get everybody to participate in it and then, you know, do a stargazing thing during that earth hour. And that's when something caught my eye. And it was just yeah. there. It was physically there. It was really in front of me. And some other stuff happened and I called her up hysterical. Hysterical. She was half in tears. I was, my first thing was just what's wrong, what's going on, what happened? Aww. Because oh yeah, I, and she hadn't even spit it out yet. Because oh, I thought something just like, legitimate, like I, I can't say legitimate, but I mean like something corporeal, something you know, yeah. like someone tried to break into her house or you know some something like that corporeal as opposed to what she experienced. And, yeah. Right. And then she took well the pictures that she did that are long gone at this point. Um, but, but, yeah. Well, Vance fixed it up. Uh, I can delete it off of mine, but it doesn't mean that it's deleted off yours. I deleted it from everything oh, that I have because cause here's yeah. the thing. I, I received no, it. I mean morning. yours and mine specifically. Because it was like, the one where I wanted the pictures that Jennifer didn't want to see, so I had you mail them directly right. to me. Go there. Right. Oh, right. I forgot about that. If but, it disappeared from there, not, then... <laughs> I mean, well, the thing is, the thing is, is for, for it to physically appear to where your actual eyes can see it, like yes. it's look, like you're looking at a tree, and then and then to have, like a physical warning like uh, and probably it doesn't make sense because I can't 
collaborate, but okay, yeah, they're still in the messenger here. Okay, but it's that's so crazy it, that they totally just shared from feel, your files. It it totally makes me feel like I can never talk about it. Like if I do, then I'm putting myself back in danger. I feel like I'm being. I, I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm paranoid, but it's I I, I don't feel like I'm being. So what's the best way that we can help you cope with whatever it is that you're going through without you having to reveal any details? You know, I don't know because it's one of those things where I don't think about it unless I, like, I can't go out on my patio anymore at nighttime. I wouldn't either. Whatever it was you experienced, I, I, I wouldn't either. Definitely. Yeah. I will take, I can't, what I can do is I can take a picture. I'll have to search for it, but there's a video uploaded to our, our caravan group page where I recorded the hum because ever oh. so now and again, the hum happens really loud here, but it's not is one it that I don't just is hear. Is it like a low vibration? Yeah, kind of. And it's, mm-hmm. everybody hears it. There's actually a hum map. And other people ha- are hearing it, too, around this area. And um, so there's a video I uploaded for that. But then there's this stretch of road because I'm I'm the end of town. Oh. Like, it's all farmland after me. And this one oh. stretch of road, you can feel something there. I mean, Auntie was mentioning that with us sister that that she could feel mm-hmm. that there was something yeah. out there and so yeah there's just, something about oh, it God, even right now i just don't oh i don't know i feel yucky so anyways well hopefully, i don't know i don't yeah, I, talking about what you can talk about is helpful for you because yeah i can't even imagine not being able to express i mean as human beings, that's what we do. We're to connect. We're to support each other. And there is a bad mm-hmm. storm that is coming through here, guys, just to let you know. I mean, it's thunder no, okay. and lightning outside out of nowhere. Wow. That it's was, Florida. Wow. Yeah, it's well, Florida. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> are you are you ever going to let your son into the car? Is he like, <laughs> pounding on the home. car? Oh, I'm home. I'm home. Um, yeah, oh. we, we oh, wow. <laughs> You're stealthy. Look at you. Yeah, yeah you are. I, um, <laughs> we, he's, he, he, we, we, I actually went by Fresh Market, and he, I don't know if you guys have a Fresh Market where you, I imagine you do in the yes, specific, I do. Uh, specific, Pacific Northwest. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say specifically. Yeah. Anyhow, um, <laughs> he, he likes to get sushi from there, so we even stopped by there on the way home. Ooh. But wow. Wow. My son, my talented. son, listen, he's 21 years old. My kid, he's a good kid. He's a really good kid. He's not into drugs. He's not out running the streets. He goes to work, does his thing. And he wanted to, um, suddenly he just decided to go to Canada. Never even left the house to do anything. And, and I was so proud of him. He just made this whole trip by himself, did the whole thing, handled the whole, and came back with money. I would have been broke begging somebody to give me 20 bucks so I could eat because I would have drank mm-hmm. it all up in some wine. 
But anyway, mm-hmm. um, so that's what he's doing. He's kind of saving his money. I'm like, you don't have to pay me rent. Just stay here, save your money, and get out. So <laughs> that's what we're doing. But uh, yeah, we'll so, send him up to Corey's place up in Winnipeg. We'll send him yeah. up there. <laughs> But, uh, thank yeah. you so victoria I'm, I'm for stopping by take shelter yes, stay away guys. from the storm thank you lynn yeah, for stopping by awesome. thanks guys and i appreciate you guys letting me kind of join in um i oh, like these yeah. sort of things pleasure. so it's really cool uh-huh. hopefully i'll get to the honor um, is ours. Again. I have thank it. you everybody so, for thank listening you. okay bye girls bye <laughs> bye vance bye bye thank bye, you bye. From childhood's hour I have not been as others were. I have not seen as others saw. I could not bring my passions from a common spring. From the same source I have not taken my sorrow. I could not awaken my heart to joy at the same tone. And all I loved, I loved alone. Then, in my childhood, in the dawn of a most stormy life, was drawn from every depth of good and ill, the mystery which binds me still. From the torrent or the fountain, from the red cliff of the mountain, from the sun that round me rolled in its autumn tint of gold, from the lightning in the sky as it passed me flying by, from the thunder in the storm and the cloud that took the form when the rest of heaven was blue, of a demon in my view.